0: Hi, this is Carrie, and this is Kathy, and welcome to Naturally, Naturally. Ooh, Slithering Around. I switched around. it up, I switched it
1: up, you were, you ready for that? No, I was not. So, <laughs> if you couldn't figure out by that little slithery sound in the grass today, we're going to one of my favorite topics, because I'm a herp girl, and no, that's not herpes, that's herpetology. For those of you that aren't familiar.
0: Oh my gosh, that was awesome. Because that's what I get all
1: the time is folks give you just the eye and you're like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. So. (laughs) I'm a harp girl. (laughs) I'm a harp girl. So in our park, at least, we have folks, this is a common affair that people come into the visitor center and we have a beautiful king snake that is kind of in a tank underneath the counter. It's kind of a built-in display. And you always get one of two reactions. You get the folks that they're excited to see it, and you get the folks that they don't notice it until they're there, and then they instantly back up. Because it's one of those things, snakes, that we have a lot of folks that are afraid of snakes. Mm -hmm. So today we're not going to necessarily, because I don't think it's right for us to also Assume that people can get over a fear because fear is a very natural thing. Snakes, spiders, nothing wrong with that. Don't make fun of people that are afraid of things like snakes and spiders because there is a natural reason to that fear. But our hope is to learn more and Mm -hmm. then change, maybe not fear into love, but add a little bit of respect into it. But our theme for today is a beautiful quote by a nature photographer named Wynne Ott. That awesome name. I know, right? He was a winner. He has a winner of a quote because mm-hmm. his viewpoint of snakes, knowledge transmutes fear into respect. So the more that we learn about snakes, we can connect to spaces a whole lot better because you sh- you go out on a hike, there's likely going to be a snake nearby. So you've probably heard, Carrie, have you ever heard the phrase, the only good snake is a hungry snake? Hungry snake. Or the only good snake. I messed it up. The only good snake is a dead snake.
0: Yes, I have heard that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I know. I say it's late, just so <laughs> all people know. It is midnight. Midnight for us here. Well, the only good snake is not a dead snake, but the only good snake is a hungry snake. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> they eat so many good things they
0: do they are such a great pest control I would say because rats
1: mm-hmm. I'm saying, and then not only do they eat like rats, toads all these things that would like overpopulate but also they are eaten by things as well would you eat snake? I just thought of this question I have realized that I've not eaten snake I don't I mean, I feel like I'd eat alligators, so I should probably be willing to eat. I have eaten alligator. Yeah, I like alligator. I don't know if I'd eat a snake. Is this a good time to talk about leaving a trace, and so we don't have a bunch of people rushing to the parks to? Okay,
0: so here's the thing about snakes, and also our public uh, areas. Whenever you go to a to a park, to a national forest, to Any sort of area that is preserved and managed by uh, any sort of government agency, to be honest with you, Um, that area is going to promote that you please leave no trace while you're there. Mm -hmm. Part of leave no trace principles is that you respect the animals and wildlife you see while you're there. So that other people may come and enjoy the same things that you get to enjoy. So, it would be wildly inappropriate for you to show up to a state park, kill a snake, make a fire, and eat it. Start
1: eating it over. Yeah.
0: That would not be cool. But it would be fine if you wanted to take a picture. Um, we always advocate pictures. Or draw a picture. Mm-hmm. Or... Or just take a snapshot in your head and go on. Or just
1: stare at it really, really long. And then blink. As if, have you ever played that game before where, like, you... Yeah. Instead of taking actual camera, you hold up just, like, box and then... Yep. And it's like, logs it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So, good practice. Yeah. But going back to snakes having, like, this integral role in the food chain. Like, in other parts of the world, they make almost better use of this than we do that have you ever seen the video of the the gentleman's that they like actually use snakes as pest control Hmm. so they because like mice and things like that sometimes can get into like the inner walls of your house yeah right so in other parts of the world they will cut a hole into the wall Mm -hmm. and they'll just bring a snake friend cool and they let the snake just go on in there Take care of it and take care of it. Get down to business. And I'm like, man, I've got to keep that in mind for. That's why I have a cat. I feel like I, I well, I feel like I've been hearing noises in my house, and I'm like, man, you have two cats. They don't do anything. Last time there was a mouse in the house, they, they caught it, and Gizmo literally had the tail with the mouse under its foot, and she just looked at it. and she was like, "This is weird," and she let it go. Baby, I know. I need a snake. You do, yeah. So that brings us to point number two mm-hmm. that all snakes are worth knowing and protecting, whether they are venomous or non-venomous, not only because they provide critical roles in the food chain, but mm-hmm. also because it's illegal.
0: Yeah, it's twofold there. <laughs> twofold there. Um, definitely leave no choice principles on that one, too. Mm-hmm. Of not disturbing
1: snakes. Um, Which there's more people. There's actually a lot of people that don't know in Arkansas that it is illegal to kill snakes. Yes. Which granted, like, the, the actual law from Game and Fish, it's illegal to kill snakes unless, like, your property, children, yourself are at risk. Right. Which I think people kind of that gives a wide berth I think to people sometimes. It does. Um that some people will be like, "Oh, well it was on my property," when in reality it's like, "Okay, it was on your property, but it wasn't doing anything."
0: Right. And you know, the the snakes that you're going to see, which you will you will it is likely that in Arkansas you're going to see a venomous snake. Mm-hmm. Yes. You could see a cottonmouth. Um I mean, you might, I don't know what people are running into in their yards. To be honest with y'all, I have run into the cool, I've run into only the coolest of venomous snakes in Arkansas. And I have seen a, um, a dime a black, not black diamond. backed waters? Diamondback rattlesnake. That's it. Okay. Uh, and they're beautiful. They're beautiful. They don't mm-hmm. live everywhere. I saw it at Petty Jean. Um, and I've seen some rat snakes and king snakes and stuff like that before. Um, and hognose, which hognose snakes are really cool cuz their favorite snack is a toad. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever seen your dog try to eat on a toad, your dog likely spat it out very fast because toads have this um I guess it's a kind of like chemical in their yeah. uh skin that makes it to where they don't taste good to other animals. Mm-hmm. Uh but actually a hognose snake is like, mm-mm, good. I love that.
1: That's some good I love right it. There. So they will eat mm, the spicy. toads and stuff. So it's kinda like a pest control in case. Is that your out. so again, all snakes are worth knowing and protecting. Is is the hog nose like your favorite snake? No. No, what's your favorite one? It's the diamondback rattlesnake. the rattlesnake. <laughs> Which Coming from Missouri and stuff, because I, I read that like the Diamondback rattlesnakes, they're not as common.
0: They're not in so Arkansas. in Arkansas, they live primarily on um, rocky mountains. Mm-hmm. Uh, so places like Petty Jean, where there's a lot of that Hartshorn sandstone, Mount Magazine has uh, Diamondback rattlesnakes. Um, and I know that some some of those, I think it's west facing, yeah, west facing mountains in mm-hmm. Arkansas, like in the Washita's and the Ozarks. If they have a lot of rocks, then you might see them there. Um, but you're not going to see them like in the Delta. Mm-hmm. I have seen a huge timber rattlesnake in the Delta, though, we and those are really cool. And
1: yeah, and cottonmouths are, yeah, the two for the Delta.
0: But I just, I love
1: how big and gnarly they look. Yeah. They just look mean. I like it. Well, and they're all beautiful. Like, they have nice coloring to them. They do. They're very
0: beautiful animals. And um,
1: even though, I mean,
0: just because it would hurt me if if I were to threaten it
1: mm-hmm.
0: doesn't mean that I can't still love it from a distance. Yeah. Um, I've... I've handled snakes in the past. Um, Actually, funny story about my journey to really liking snakes. Mm -hmm. I was hired as the three-month seasonal interpreter at DeGray Lake Resort State Park one summer. And whenever the hiring manager called me, he asked if I would be okay with handling snakes. I'd never touched a snake in my life. And I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. I can do that. Well, your girl was out there doing snake programs, holding them, moving around with them by the end of the summer. I and know. it was fun. It, they, they had a hog nose and a king snake. Mm-hmm. And so it was, I mean, they were really nice snakes, was the thing. So it wasn't too bad for me to pick up pretty fast. Um, but before that summer, I probably was not going to be a huge snake fan, but I learned a whole lot that summer about snakes, and especially handling them. It was uh, definitely a learning curve. I was young, still in college. Mm-hmm. I
1: loved it. Well, and they're cool up. They're all muscle. Oh, yeah. The way so, they move is so interesting. Mm-hmm. I say, so we had, I've had both garter snakes and rat snakes, kind of, that I've handled a lot. Um And both of them, yeah, were of a size that they kind of, you know, at first glance, like when you first pick up a snake, it's going to be, you know, typically pretty active. But then it kind of settles into you. Yeah. And snakes being reptiles are get their body heat from external sources. So they almost kind of will start to cozy up to you just a little bit and they give you a little hug. So, again... Not that I think anybody's going to just, like, jump into it and be like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to hug snakes now. But it's a fun time as you kind of start to grow. And if you are curious about learning more about snakes into getting into maybe more careers that have snake handling. Yeah. You know, it's a fun time. Yeah. It's a fun time. But, yeah, we've got two snakes that are not as common. We already talked about the Diamondback, waters, uh, diamondback Rattlesnake. But then also the worm snake is one. Ooh, tell me about that's a worm pretty, snake. Have you ever f- come across, so they mm. have kind of more roundish heads, and just like the name implies, they are, s- like, small, maybe about, ones I've seen have been, like, the size of a pencil mm-hmm. or so, maybe a little bit smaller, and they look like a big old worm. Like, their head, like, most snakes, especially Venice ones, have the triangle, the other ones have a spoon. This one, yeah. they kind of just go straight. Cool. Yeah saying they hang out. But there's a bunch of them in Tennessee when I went to school there. But not as common here. Interesting. But because of those two snakes being a little bit more at risk, that's led to more of those laws to protect them such as being illegal to kill snakes in Arkansas. Yeah. Okay. But like you said, you're on the trail. It's likely you're going to come across a snake at some point. Mm-hmm. So what should we do if you come along a snake along the trail? Or better yet, what should you not do? Well, I'm going to answer what you should
0: do first. Okay. Um, If I were to come across a snake on the trail, are we saying on the trail or near the trail? Let's say, like, right off of the trail. Okay, so if I see a snake right off like the trail. Like, it's
1: like, so the trail's here, there's a pile of leaves to the like right. Maybe, like, a foot within...
0: Okay, so I, if I see a snake near the trail, like, very close to the trail, I'm, honestly, I might check it out for a second and see, like, from four or five feet. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on the size of it, I'm not going to get close enough to where it could hurt me in any way or that I would threaten it. Um, I might stop, take a quick picture on my iPhone, and then... Uh, you know, be respectful and
1: walk mm-hmm. around it. That's the thing. No, that's it. That's that's, that's exactly that's what I'm going to do. thing. So, like, the University of Florida, they did a big study. And they found that people are more likely to be bit by dogs than they are snakes. And most of the time when people were bitten by snakes is because they were trying to move the snake out of the way. Yeah, there's just no need. No, I would say. Because snakes are not going to chase you. They're not going to come after you, so just walk. Yeah, there was one time that, um... I was well, they're at, not going to come after you unless they see that as, like, a last resort. I right. guess I should better say that.
0: So, there was one time we were... I was doing a, a program at Petty Jean, and there was a pygmy rattlesnake that was beneath a child sitting on a rock, and it blended into the rocks. Mm-hmm. Like, you really... I saw it, the child, we obviously moved the child and um, got our longest snake tongs so that we could get to safely move our pygmy rattlesnake to a mm-hmm. different spot. And it was a full-grown rattlesnake, but pygmy, like the name implies, is a small, little boy small little dude. Um, and so he, we just moved him off into the woods, into the leaves, and he slithered away. But that dude was cute. Yeah. It was a cute little dude. But that was a little too close for comfort, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to make sure that while you're out in the woods, you need to be paying attention to your surroundings. Because um, the other way that you would logically get bitten by a snake of any kind would be if you got too close to it. Mm-hmm. One way to prevent yourself from getting too close to it is being aware of your surroundings and making sure that you know what's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if something is blending in, you can tell, oh, there's something right there. There's something on the ground. Looks which weird. Maybe I should stop for a second and see what that is. Which
1: there's more added benefits to, so if you approach the trails, keeping in mind to be respectful of snakes that are on the trail, you are intentionally looking at your surroundings as you walk. And there's so many more added benefits to hiking with intention Yeah. than just not being bitten by a snake. Agreed. Because you're going to see a whole lot more things. You might see wildflowers that you didn't notice before, mm-hmm. you know, that are going to be in the same vicinity as you walk. So, yeah, I would say. So, going on, on trails. So, you've shared a couple of snake stories. Because, again, like going back to Wynn's amazing quote that knowledge transmutes fear into respect, that as you learn more about snakes, even if you don't fall in love with them, because mm-hmm. again, I don't think some folks will never fall in love with snakes. Yeah, that's totally but fine. But even if you respect them, a lot of times you will walk away with some, with some pretty amazing stories about them in nature. Mm-hmm. So would that be like you share the story of the snake underneath the kid and then the diamondback? Is there any other like snake stories that you have any fun connections to? Hmm. I can share one of mine while you're thinking.
0: Yeah, share not. one of yours. I might have shared my fa- Really, the, the stories I've shared tonight are some of my favorite stories mm-hmm. of snakes. And a lot of them were in an environment that I got to share those experiences with other people and share the knowledge that I had and the respect I had for those animals. And that's really what I love mm-hmm. is that I had the opportunity to not only grow in my own perspective and respect for them, but also to get to share that growth with other people to hopefully inspire them to do that too. Mm -hmm. Um, That's really exciting. I love, I love visiting
1: with park guests. They're so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, and sometimes people's reactions to snakes is, yeah, what makes that connection because I have two kind of very fond snake memories well one of them is almost like an entire year because we had this was before I moved into parks and was a teacher mm-hmm. that we had a garter snake and so many kids kind of you know would walk into that classroom with negative connotations of snake again any the only good snake is a dead snake like they had that mindset
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then they see this garter snake it was it was a small one it like wasn't very big at all sweetest thing. It handled so well. And then by the end of every year, I would have kids that they would ask to have the snake near them or to hold it in their hand while they took test. That's cool. And like kids that had very, very well test anxiety, it helped them because something about, again, like having, the snake and, like, that connection in their hand as the snake warmed up with their body heat and, like, was wrapping around and, like, they could feel the muscles and, like, having that focal point and connecting to that animal. That's cool. It made a huge difference in a lot of them with the stresses that they encountered in the classroom. And so I... For me, that was really a big moment that I was like, yeah, snakes are it.
0: That's
1: cool. Snakes are awesome. Um, And then the other one was a leave no trace moment mm-hmm. where a little boy, he had a little green snake and he loves snakes. Cause you will get kind of two types of people's, um, well, hopefully three, <laughs> the mm-hmm. last one being the ideal person that respects the snakes, lets them be, et cetera. Um, but you'll have the folks that they are terrified of snakes And we also have the folks that they are gung-ho. I am Steve Irwin. I'm going to grab this snake and I'm going to share it with everybody. And there was a little boy that he was the little Steve Irwin and he grabbed a green snake and he brought it to me and he was so excited about that snake. And of course other people started to gather Mm -hmm. because they were like, oh my goodness, this little boy has a snake. And so we, we did, you know, the impromptu program there, but then we followed it up and talked about the importance of leave no trace And for me, that was almost my first, like, yeah, this is a cool job moment. Like, I knew going into it that it was going to be, but I think it was like my first, yeah, this is it. Like, I love this moment. That I asked him at the end, I said, okay, I have a very important job for you, your job is gonna is what I do every single day and that's to help protect everything that's here Mm -hmm. and so we talked about leaving no trace and I said so my job for you is can we take that right back where we found it and he was like yeah 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 and so we started walking and I looked I said oh wait I've said oh wait you're forgetting something I he was like what and his eyes got really big and I said well if you're helping me with my job I think you should wear the hat oh how cute and so I put the iconic hat on him and we went on the way and we put the snake back nice and that was such a special moment that that was really within kind of the first like couple months of the job nice or something like that nice that's heartwarming yeah um so i think yeah a lot of my yeah cool moments in parks have had snake connections that's cool
0: and at the end of this I do want to say, include, that if you see a snake, let it be. Let it be. Don't tread on me. Let it be. Just let it be. Even if you know what it is,
1: let it be. Whether you're afraid, whether you love, let it be. Respect it. Respect. Respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. I am a snake. Let me be. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anything else you want to add before we um, slither on off? My challenge. Oh, I'm going to give a... Okay. Oh, the challenge. Yeah. Oh, I have a yeah. story? No. No, you told your story. Go for the challenge. Yeah, no.
0: I have a challenge for everyone. My challenge for you guys listening to the podcast is to identify one kind of snake that you might see in your own in your backyard.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. And then see about what snakes you might have seen in the past. If you can think of a time where you saw one, what it looked like, where you saw it, um, think about it. Do some research on it. And then I challenge you to share your knowledge with someone else so that they will know, oh, and whenever I see um, a snake that is black with yellow speckles on it, I know that's a king snake. Mm-hmm. And I know that they eat mice. So I would love for a king snake to be in my yard because I know that it's going to protect my house from mice that are going to be outside. Or if you're at the lake and you see a snake um, next to the bank and it's black and you think, I just don't know what that is, do some research. Mm-hmm. See, maybe that's just a rat snake hanging out. What are they doing for us? Mm-hmm. They're keeping that pest. The number of pests down in the area. Um, They might be eating some, you know, dead fish. I mean, they're doing so many things for us all the time. So knowledge is truly power here Mm -hmm. for you to grow in your respect. And so I challenge you guys, do your research, find out one species, tell a friend about it. Um, If you have any cool stories. Yeah. Share. We'd love to see your
1: snake pictures. We love snake stories. Yeah,
0: we'd love to hear about it. So,
1: you have anything to add? <gasps> Slither out. Bye. Bye. I am a Slytherin, you know.